live and representing the West in the Premier League North South All Star Game. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. West is the best. Us, uh, us East from the East Side representing East Korea, the more superior Korea, uh, are offended by this. Yeah, just because you wanted to go form a splinter podcast, uh, that's not our fault. I bet the East have good kids, though. Yeah, that's true. Probably. Hmm. Is there a taxi squad for the East squad? I expect the, um, it's Black Cab, it's England. Um, Damn it. It would would be extra good if, like, the North was uh, sponsored by brown sauce and the South was sponsored by red sauce. (laughs) Why sponsor it? Let's just do a full kit. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. perfect. Oh, done. Sounds delightful. I, I Browns, actually, I am Browns literally on board with that. I actually would be interested to see that let's, come let's, to fruition. Let's do this Kickstarter. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on board with this. All right. Okay. Wow. Then, uh, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that is still in the queue. Oh my God, it's so long. I hate this. Whose idea was this? Um, on this week's show, we mourn the death of Toronto's playoff hopes. Oh. Welcome a new player. Yes, another one. Speculate about Oso's future. Nothing about the men's national team because Canada soccer hates us. Uh, and more. And now this week's panel. Still hoping for that fabric printing press. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. I know. Oh, and and space for it. And uh inventory shipping. One step at a time, babe. One step at a time. Need a loom room. Oh, the loom room. The loom room's gonna be lit. Hells yeah. It's going to it scarves by day, uh underground speakeasy by night. It's gonna be oh, yeah. it's gonna be off the shelf. Password fringe. Nice. Holding up a blank piece of paper, will you just tell us what you're protesting? It's Tony Walsh. I'm, I'm lost at that reference. What? Blank piece of paper. I'm lost at the reference. Really? Yeah. People protesting the monarchy. Oh. Anytime they held up anything with a sign, they were getting arrested. So people have been oh, holding okay. up blank pieces of paper. Oh, okay. Oh. Not the, was all, I thought it was all relevant and shit, but apparently not. Not the no, monarchist we thought you were, Tony. I, know, I was trying to like, well, our, our anti-monarchist we thought you were. I, I was trying to tailor it to I'm, you, I'm a, but no. I'm ambivalent. I, I thought he was more uncle monarchist, but that's just me. Mm, yeah. Cousin monarchist? Maybe. Once removed? It's all relative. That's the one I wanted. I'm, I'm kind of like, meh. I'm just like, well, whatever. It's like a museum. It's like, it's like I don't know. It's like hating on uh, a museum. You don't necessarily have to like, you know, go to the museum, but I live in this country now, so what do I care? I know we pay for it too, but still, hardly. I'm I'm like, I'm like, we are still part of the Commonwealth, so. Yeah, yeah, but you know. Yeah. All right, moving on from from the completely failed intro gag. I know I've been gone for like three weeks, and that—that's the best you you had for me. Jesus, I, I hey, I had you weeping in a corner last week, so you know. The one we got um, for Duncan's gonna be hilarious, though. You're gonna love it. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. 
Okay. Probably still waiting for his delayed flight to take off. Oof. Duncan won't be joining us this week. Oof. Now that's funny and topical. Yes. And potentially accurate. I don't know if they're back yet. <laughs> um, as for me, I, you know what? I think I'm Welsh now because I would walk through fire for Michael Sheen. So uh, I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to our show. All right. So first up, a uh, little what's been going on. Uh, and first up, we are going to talk about uh, Toronto versus the AU guys on the weekend and why TFC's playoff hopes are pretty much toast. But let's, let's discuss the game a little bit first, shall we? Dear gods. Um, that went horribly after starting beautifully, which is... A TFC hallmark, I th- I think, of of this season and so many seasons, so many seasons. It's like it's like their thing. There's been too many seasons. There, there's been a lot of seasons. <laughs> like, I'm like when, when, when I'm sort of like going past, you know, like it's 15, 16 years ago now, and I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. We've been. Doing, I mean, come on now. What is this? this is it The Walking Dead? Come on. Seriously, yeah. Finish this already. Where's Neil and Negan when you need him? Um, or is he dead? He's dead. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea either. I stopped watching after like the third season. It got stupid. But the first season of Walking Dead was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Zombies are played out. Yep. Anyway. Sexy, Fra- Sexy Frankensteins. That's still waiting. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. That's what Tell we're going for. <laughs> later. Tell me more later. Um, so... Yeah, what a what a what a what a disappointing match. Um, that again started off so promising, you know, like lots of fight, you know. Um, Quentin Westberg saving the, the the penalty, which was which was wonderful. Um, Iwakanola getting a goal, was, like was very exciting. Like that was that was tremendous, you know. Um, and and like being, you know really really aware of what was going on you know he got his own rebound and scored right like that's that's the stuff that's what you want to see you want to see a guy who's competing for a spot who has been you know coming back from injury all those things um really you know getting involved that kind of thing um you know Bernadeschi again obviously penalty penalty taker for life uh you know Jesus Jones drew that penalty that was great um of course, TFC conceded again on a set piece because uh, also woven into their DNA is the inability to defend set pieces since they're the beginning. They're bad, man. Oh, my God. Like, Everyone's got to have a gimmick. Fucking yeah. time. And then, yeah, and then late in the match, it just fell apart defensively. Like, after it was already, but there was just, yeah. Another set piece goal. A, re- a wonder strike by Almada. Like, that was... Nothing could happen to stop that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, Some things could happen. <laughs> That's just science. Concussion. <laughs> All kinds of stuff could have happened. All right, fine. Things could have happened. Um, a, clown, a clown car could have drove on the field. 
with like that you know awesome, that would have been fun of, actually i i, I would have i would have welcomed that that would have been dozens cool. of clowns emerging from a car at the moment that kick was soaring through the air and you know bang off of bozo's nose didn't go in so don't say nothing could have stopped that oh, i'm sorry i'm it's sorry it's a failing on tfc's part <laughs> um but it was just like you could just see you could see as the second half wore on that they were really they were just they were running out of ideas like creatively um and (sighs) defensively there was too much chasing as opposed to like and and, and i could see you could see even in the first half you could see frustration um from from westberg and trying to keep them organized yeah and it's uh you know when you have when you have a guy score a hat trick on you who's a defender yeah that's already a red flag that's the size of a stand you know like it's just they're so they're, they're again the, the 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 few high points from that match just get completely like again like much of what they've been struggling with most of this season you know just get overshadowed by the fact that they couldn't adjust tactically yeah. and they were just being overwhelmed. Yeah, but the, and the defensive lapses, they, you know, they, they were really elementary stuff. Like it's really like basic things they were getting wrong. Like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm being unfair on, on the side, but they still to me lack lack an identity like i don't know what they play i don't know oh. what ta- i don't know what ta- yeah i don't know tactically what they're but i don't even quite know what they're aiming for yet no like i don't i don't like you know when you you, you kind of see a club rebuilding and you're like oh i see what they're trying to do they just need a few more pieces to make this happen or you know these players got to get used to it. i don't even quite see what they're working towards other than get the ball to the good guys like i don't know like yeah not that I'm expecting, you know, tiki taka, you know, total football or anything like that. That was never going to happen after we dumped our inventor. Exactly, bastards. Um, but, I'm never going to be over that. Yeah, I don't know, and I'm not. And don't. I'm not shitting on Bob Bradley or or that, but like, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, maybe I probably said the same thing uh, under Vanny the first, like the first year that Jovenko was here, and they, you know, crashed out of the playoffs that year that like what are we doing but like i don't know may maybe it takes that off season of getting those pieces to and it clicks together but right now i i don't really know what they're growing towards well and you're not you know like you're not the first person i've heard say that and but it's it's interesting to i'm not oh come on man. i'm sorry but you, oh, you said it you said a, it the most eloquently i thought that was breaking news it was very it was eloquently put um but it is, it, you know, when you think about how Bradley had LAFC going, um, you know, that was a yeah. really dynamic team. Yeah, they, um, but they play, yeah, they played a very dynamic style, like you said. Exactly. And this has been really, and, and, and some of it certainly has to do with the fits and starts in which this roster is being built, right? And, and sure. we've talked about this you know, for me at least, and for, and for some people, like this season is almost not, not a pass, but whatever it is what it is um Mm. there's been some progression even though they often even though things like this happen there has been some progression some of the younger players have developed 
um, into better players, but because the whole team is disjointed um, and there still isn't, yeah, there isn't a team identity. There doesn't seem to be uh, a, a focal direction kind of thing. Um, and again, they've, they've had all those midfield issues. Um, so that's been a big part of it too, right? Is, is the, the lack of their two best, two of their best midfielders um, to offset, to spell Michael Bradley, to, to give him a different role and to be that creative transitional piece that um, has been missing in some games, especially this last month or so when both of them have been out injured. So give daddy the tools. Daddy needs his tools. <laughs> do, do you think that... What's in the box, Daddy? What's in the box? Do you think that this is... Um, this is a case where the hopes of gelling would have been fast enough that it would have corrected all the... Whether it's personnel or just strategic mistakes of the previous four months yeah do you think do you think that that knowing that they were going to be infused with so much italian talent shall we shall we say that mm-hmm. that 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 was going to be sufficient or do you think the plan kind of fell apart with these injuries and this was always going to be part one of like the the build that they kind of wanted to get to i I would imagine that there was some thinking that they would they would uh, paper a lot of cracks on the wings of uh, Insigne. Yeah. That he would come that he would come in and just immediately tear it up. Yeah, and and that there would be enough to get in the playoffs, and then who knows, kind of thing. You know, maybe you get lucky. But yeah, so but I mean, surely you would hope that at the same time there was enough sober thought in there to think like yeah if that happens great but it's not really the aim for this year i think i think it's kind of a little bit of both like i i I think what's what's been interesting and we've talked about this is is that you know especially the first several matches insigne was the least impactful of the three italian signings you know little crisco immediate impact and still slick like so so slick exactly right um but uh and obviously uh bernie has just been like so much fun (laughs) it's just you can't not like this guy you can't if you don't like him you you hate joy and and Mm -hmm. and 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 everything good just just stop it um think of money you could have saved but just getting yeah, well, him. Exactly, right? Um, so that, I think, yeah, I think you're right. They really expected him to, like, walk in and just be, like, bang, um, taking over everything. And that didn't happen. His transition has been more difficult. Mm-hmm. And, again, you know, and, and no team ever foresees their injuries. Um, but, you know, they obviously... You know, and then there's been other things, right? So there's injuries to the midfield. Um, there's been uncertainty on the back line with uh, Mavinga, both, you know, from a health standpoint for himself, but health standpoint from his family. So he's been, you know, a distracted player and rightfully so, right? Like his kids obviously come first. Um, 
so whenever you have stuff like that and again it's not up to him or to the team to actually tell us it's tough though because you know fans are judgmental right like so we don't know and we just think that the player is playing like shit not knowing what's going on in the background so but to have defensive uncertainty when this is a team that struggles defensively and has been struggling to you know have a unified four or five back there so like there's all these little i'm not not even sure like yeah lots of forgiveness for going through personal issues but i don't even know at full health if that you know that defensive unit is not yeah that's not a championship unit you know like mavinga on his best game because he's had a couple decent ones recently Mm -hmm. um where it's been like i remember this player but it has been very hit and miss even yeah and then like shane o'neill he's he's a solid defender right he's a serviceable guy he's 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 helped out yeah it should be a squad should be a squad defender though yeah exactly he wasn't a bad signing i was happy to see him i think i think you know what lucas mcnaughton has grown throughout the season and there is potential there um obviously Kushito, you know they still deploy him on the wing where he is incredibly effective for an old guy um but you wonder if next season if he gets put back into the central defense and something else on the wings do you know what i mean um well, you have to consider his age too though yeah like is his, you know, that can happen pretty fast. Is his mobility gonna like diminish a lot in the season? Like, yeah. they, well, you know, well, it, it, it's like, well, it's like, yeah. I mean, well, the Crescito, it's like, uh, it's kind of win now with him, right? It's, he's not one for the future. So, yeah, interesting. He may, he may, he may be a good guy to uh, have around to uh, usher in uh, an heir apparent. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I, I can't remember what his contract is, but I think he's. I think he's contracted into next season. Um, And he's like, even, even if he does take a more, uh, take some of these, take a reduced role. Like, yeah, if there's whatever health issues or age issues that crop out in the off season, uh, have just having someone of his quality around the younger guys. And you've already seen players talking about him um, Mm -hmm. is tremendous. So you want to sort of keep that going, but yeah, it's going to be, interesting to see what happens um in november because Mm -hmm. because of the compressed schedule um for mls before the world cup and everything like there's uh there's there's like a three-day trade window at the beginning of the month and then there's like the free agency madness and then there's the expansion draft or is the expansion draft first and then the free agency i can't remember which um this all happens within like the first two weeks of november who knows but it's all brought to you by Flaming hot Doritos. <gasps> They're hot. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, TFC, you know, in the off season, probably they need to look at a blueprint like they had in the pre-championship year, you know, where they picked up good MLS pieces, your beta mm-hmm. shores, those kind of guys. That seems to be like what they need to fill out those weakened positions. It's still weird because I don't know, like a guy like Richie Larea on loan, but like where does he fit in with going back to, and and that weird loan that he's here till <laughs> the end of the Premier League season, which is just I know a quarter I still away don't into, yeah that's, that's bizarre. I, I I could see that guy being back here permanently uh, in one way or the other. I I don't know. Like I guess it depends what happens with Forrest. 
uh, you know, if they stay up or what, I don't know. I guess I could influence it, but like, I don't know. That was, that's all very kind of strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, the retooling to me, like, so that's the thing they, they went out and spent money on players who were kind of at the win now age. Right. So you got, yeah. uh, and Insigne still have time on their contracts. Anthony K has time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but like, okay. You don't want to look at a guy like Insigne you know, and say, we got a three-year plan. Right. You, you kind of want to win soon. It's to have like a few years of winning. Okay. Uh, and I, I do think and we also have to like in the cases of a couple of these guys, you know, they're coming off of, they're coming off of playing too. Like this is similar. Sure. This has happened a number of times with TFC, right? Where they've picked up guys from other leagues who have played entire seasons and are coming yeah. in, adjusting to a new city, adjusting to a new style of play, a new league, um, and who are tired and are like pushing themselves. So I do think, I do think an off season is going to be really important. Um, with the with the Italian players, you know, they don't have anything else going on in the off season. Right. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with 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 TFC likely, you know, missing the playoffs, like that's a long off season. Yep. yep. So, you know, plenty of time for rest. But as far as rebuilding the team, yeah, it's gonna have to be a you would hope a quick blend of picking up solid MLS pieces and then I guess waiting for the European window for if you can pick up any. Although, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows with the, the money? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Uh, Marcus. Yes. Before we move on to TFC2, um, you, had, you, had, you, had done, you had crunched some numbers about uh, Toronto's playoff hopes. I'm going to – I math, guys. I don't know if you know this. You math? I, oh, my God. I, 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 math, I math from time to time. I'm, I've been so known to math. So many skills. It's crazy, I know, right? You can just look at a bunch of numbers and go, huh, math. So anyway, um, for those of you who have not looked at the standings, because, you know, (laughs) depression's real. Um, So Toronto currently sitting at 34 points with three games left, okay? They are not mathematically out. (laughs) They're pretty fucked, but (laughs) mathematically, they are not. The Eastern Conference is so dumb. The Um. thing is, the thing is, is that Five, six, and seven, which are currently held by Orlando, Cincinnati, Columbus, um, they're attainable because they're at 42, 42, and 41 points. So if Toronto were to win all three of their games, which is not impossible, they definitely have the talent to do it. It's all the other stuff. Uh, that would put them at 43, which would be somehow good enough for fifth, assuming that everybody <laughs> loses their games. Okay? Here's the Here's the thing. Aside from them losing their game, them losing all their games, they're not. They don't have to lose three games. They have to lose. You mean win? Or no? Orlando, Cincinnati. Oh, those guys. Sorry, I apologize. They all have to lose four of their games because they all have a game in hand. Miami, who sits on the outside of that at thirty-nine points, also has four games, a game in hand. So, it's it's. It's one of those things where a certain number, a certain sequence of events need to take place and draw, uh, losses where they need to happen and draws everywhere else. That would probably be the ideal thing. But um, I went and looked just just for laws. I just picked a team. I picked just a random team just to see who would their last three games be. And I chose 
DC United because they are dead fucking last. They are mm-hmm. they are so adrift. They probably had the E next to their name for eliminated back in June. So they uh they are they are behind Toronto, immediately behind Toronto, but well immediately in the sense that they're 14th place, but they are a good seven points behind. DC's last three games are against Miami, Cincinnati, and Montreal. Now, Miami and Cincinnati would be two of those four teams that are basically in the thick of the the last remaining playoff spots. Um, That's not to say Atlanta and New England are out, but for the purposes of this, there's about eight teams that need to all somehow fuck up. And given that two of them immediately uh, like uh, on the cusp of qualifying are playing the worst team in the league. Uh, all or all uh, Orlando Cincinnati Columbus have to do is get to 43 points. Two of those teams. That's just one point Columbus. That's two points. And then Toronto are fucking done. Um, it is not impossible. It is grotesquely unlikely. <laughs> Just off, just awful, train wreck, unlikely, just ugly, but it's not impossible. So, um, yeah. If, so you're, if, if so you you're like, saying there's a chance. Yeah, I'm saying that if you have a really good betting house and feel the need to put down a cheeky, cheeky buck on something. Oh, I thought you were going to say the need for speed. Um, I well, no, because that didn't apply. It doesn't apply here. It's right. a terrible it betting house. Here. Um, uh, two things one please let me know because I'm dying to know what the odds would the the line would look like for Toronto to make the playoffs because I would also (laughs) but I also look this is coming from the guy who put a dollar that Canada would win the World Cup that's still alive so why wouldn't I put a dollar down for this Um, but my buying house kind of sucks so and I don't bet that much um yeah, so if you do that, let me know that you did it and, and who offered it. And I want to know how, what the fuck the odds that Toronto have to make the playoffs at this point. It's you, know, be, you know, it's you know, give you good odds on that. What's that? Daddy power. Daddy power. Ooh, daddy power? Yeah. So, is, that, is that like patty power except it's... Our, oh, it's there's all, a patty. It's all Bradleys, yeah. Oh, Bradley. Oh, yes. That yeah, daddy weird. Bradley. Daddy, daddy power. Daddy power. Well, yeah, daddy... Daddy, Daddy Power also sets the formation, so that would also indicate, you know, be a key indicator as to whether they succeed or not. So, so yeah. So, um, temper expectations. Back to you, Kristen. <laughs> Thanks. No, appreciate the uh, the unlikely uh, mathematical breakdown, but uh... imagine, if you will, a snowball traveling through hell. What is the likelihood of it making it to the other side? That's it. That's it. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, on to TFC2. Um, last week, we obviously, we had gentleman uh, James Rossi on, who is our TFC2 expert, and we talked about them a lot and their exciting prospect of them making the playoffs for the first time, potentially. Um, it has somehow... Wait, wait, yes. wait. Did you tell Duncan he's no longer the TFC2 expert? I, you know, I, he hasn't been here. I haven't had a chance. I want, wow, I so he to... just got, he got relegated in his absence. Well, it's, that's, you know, that's what this happens, man. DNF. Showbiz is tough. It really mm. is. 
you're only as good as your your last uh, your last prediction. Um, but uh, so you know, TFC two have been having a decent season. You know, they've actually been having a successful season for the most part. They've been on a really good run. Um, they're still above the line um, in their MLS Next division, um, but again because of math um anybody from between two and six can move up or down right now so the the crew two they've taken top spot um fire orlando and the t terror the baby t terrorists are all eliminated so you've got um energy drinks uh trana the union Miami and uh, Baby Pizza Rats, all with an opportunity to move up or down. Um, you, you should at least call every club either Baby or Little. Oh. You're right. I was, I was yeah. going to say, I feel like if we're going to go Union, going for Union, if we are going to Little Miami. <laughs> baby, baby union, baby union, ba- baby union sort of sort of delights me. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, they're they're I, a I terror like, on the picket line. <laughs> I feel like if we're gonna like if not to say that this is a thing, but if we're gonna go forward with 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 covering MLS next, whatever the shit is called, uh, we should come up with appropriate miniaturized yeah puns like. Chicago Fire 2, the matchsticks, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the Orlando sticks. City B, what's a suburb of Orlando? Let's just call them that. Like, yeah. anyway. All right. Fair, fair. You, you, I, you I, named I, I so many of them. Not yeah. a single pun in there. And I was, I waited with every mention, like, oh, this I'm is so good. sorry. No. I apologize. Yeah, the, the, like the New England Rebellion. That's what the fucking two is called now because they just can't win. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um so Toronto had two matches um over little the last Toronto. little Toronto, uh little Toronto, and um managed to lose both because of course they did. Um the first one hard fought match um against uh I don't know, the monster drinks. I don't know what to call them, low monsters. Little monsters. There we go. Um, and then uh, a wild one against uh, Miami Vicelets. And uh, these are good. These are good. Four three was the eventual score, and it was a definitely a seesaw kind of match, uh, which did feature. And do go seek this out. Uh, TFC 2's Twitter. Uh, stream has it. it might even be on Toronto FC's uh, main page. Uh, Caden Chung, who has been at least getting minutes um, with the with the junior team, uh, with just a screamer of a goal in the second half. It was that was something to see. Um, it's delightful. So happy to see him getting minutes and be productive. But again, so they are still they're still in third. They're still clinging on to that playoff spot, um, but it's like every match, they just need a point. Like that's all they need to seal the deal. They just, and no, oh, oh this one, they just, no. So um, yeah, it'll be. Uh, uh, I haven't been paying much attention to the uh, little MLS uh, this year. Mm-hmm. How's, uh, how's uh, Pomo Duca doing down there in uh, little North Texas? 
That is a great question. I actually have no idea. Um, let's see, where are they? Um, oh, they are confirmed. Uh, actually, Western Conference playoffs are set. Uh, maybe a little jockeying for position, but a little North Texas, uh, third place right now. Hmm. Great hope. scoring team. One of the best defensive teams in the league uh, with a very good home record. There you go. They're, they're averaging two points per game right now. What's that like? I don't know. I, I don't remember the last time I saw numbers like that. So. I, just, I just, I didn't know if we, I don't know if that we were going to have like a memory lane thing or. No, no, that's, that's uh yeah. Good for, good for him. Good for a little Pope. Hmm. <laughs> I miss him. Um, so yeah, so uh, they pl- we'll talk. We'll they've got a game up coming up this weekend. We'll touch base on. We'll touch on it a little bit at the end of the at the end of the show. But um, there's still a possibility. This is the the closest it's ever been for them, um, and they probably will make it. Um, but so chance of getting their little hands on that little trophy. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then uh, a little Campiel talk in that um, sort of some expected results on the on on last week. Uh, Wanderers beat the Gray Mice, who may have returned to their former selves. Uh, York all over um, the Eddies, and then uh, a real. You know, sort of a, a kind of a fun match between the Handies and uh, the Pony Boys, which featured the return of Daniel Crutzen, which was very exciting. We missed him so bad. It was, it was, I, I mean, given that he'd been out for so forever, long, like, how, yeah, like, seriously, how long has he been out? I mean, I, I don't look. So, uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, a couple home games ago, uh, they had an autograph session with all the players. You can just go on the field. They hand you a card. They'll sign the card. Everybody was super gracious, super nice. Crutzen was at the table. He wasn't wearing a cast or any kind of medical aid. So obviously, you know, on the mend. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, you know, I said, um, how, um, if you don't mind me asking how much longer. And he, and he said, um, he said like, a, I think he said like about a, about a month. So he fucking dead face lied to me because <laughs> that was not a month ago um otherwise it was great to see him uh yeah it was uh he's a liar but yeah i know like okay well one of the funny things that uh so like we know him as belgian but it came it somebody made a point or to refer to him as a dutch player daniel kurtzen so it's like wait a minute did we not know this? Like, there's there's a lot of, like, are you Belgian? Are you Dutch? Which one are you, Danny? Which one? I feel like this guy's a man of mystery, and I don't. I think I'm here for it. I, till he lies to me again. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of questionable. <laughs> I mean, his play is still, like, like uh, for a for first game back, he looked really good. I will say that. Yeah. Um, like, the, 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 the highlights I saw, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember this. You know, and, and, the good part is, is that with him coming into the back, back into the side and playing into the back, is that somebody's going to have to go back to their original role because uh, they've they've been moving people to the center to kind of fill up those gaps. So yeah. um, that's going to be interesting because, for the most part, I mean, they, don't get me wrong, they missed him, but 
there were times there it was like, did we miss him? But then we played Winnipeg and we were reminded all those things. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, a good, and it also too it was a weird, like well attended match. I don't know what happened there. There was a lot bigger than usual crowd. I also because it wasn't um, a furnace outside um, mm-hmm. that helped, but like the crowd was loud. The game was interesting. I brought my goddaughter. She's adorable. Oh my god, she's that picture. So adorable. Oh my so god. adorable. A doll, a living doll. Um, she got to meet Sparks, uh, the ma- the mascot. She literally ran onto the field. But uh, so the game was great on so many levels: social, scoreline, um, uh, just shithousery, um, red cards. Like it was great. Oh yeah, like, like was there three red cards in that match? I, I I definitely caught two. I don't recall the third. Um, I'm now going to go look that up because I feel like there was only two. I, but feel, I thought was there also, was three. I thought, wasn't there one to Hamilton and two to Calgary? Um, I correction. You're right. There, I forgot about the last one at the end. It was a yeah because he it was, it was he got two, yeah he had a he got two yellows. It wasn't a straight red. There was two straight red cards. Yeah yeah. So Becker got a straight red. Dechara got a uh, straight red. Also shocking. And, and Kenatave got us two yellows. And right at the very the end, too. So many cards in this match. It's crazy. But like, like it, the game, the game literally had a little bit of everything. And honestly, like, I if if I was a, if I was a neutral who who just like, oh look, there's a game on, would have been smitten with how much entertainment this had. Yes. So yeah, that was that was definitely a very good Duncan approved game. The only thing was a defensive <laughs> shit show. Otherwise, it had everything else. Um, and then uh, the Aquaman sort of, you know, they, they they're they're keeping their 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 at least within striking distance of getting that fourth spot back um, by drawing the Otletti. So wasn't a loss. Progress. Until, yeah, this weekend's going to be interesting. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, so exciting things happening, but, you know, Hamilton's up in second place now. But again, there's so many, it's it's still like literally anybody's top four, pretty much, um, which is fascinating and so much fun. So there's not that many matches left, people. So if you are watching Camp PL or only half, sort of vaguely paying attention uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun couple weeks so Mm -hmm. you should get on it mad dash to the end exactly it's great wonderful all right so we have a few things that we sort of been like you know have been in the you know people have been chatting about um the last few days last week um but really last few days this is usually more recent stuff, but we're going to talk about uh, Jonathan Sorio straight up, and that's because for it was it's, it's been kind it's been kind of a wild week for Jonathan Sorio. Um, you know, one second he was uh, on his way to Greece, um, and then and then he wasn't, but then he was, but then he wasn't. Um, so, which which team was it again that was being Anathanikos? Thank you. Uh, I'm only, I only get excited because, um, uh, like in, I, I guess in the, you could say in the Greek league, I kind of follow Panathinaikos because I once saw a mini documentary of a Polish guy who was smashing goals all over the park, and I wish I could remember his name. He was so good, and he played for Panathinaikos. 
So it's like, oh yeah, let's keep an eye out for them. But uh, ever since I kind of followed that, uh, Olympiacos has kind of been the big team. So when he got, when it's like, oh, he's getting uh, interest from Greece, I'm like, he's going to go to the Olympiacos, isn't he? And when I saw it was a team I like, I'm like, woo, good for you. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't hope he goes because we still have that whole build a statue thing that I would like to see happen, uh, which could still happen if he goes, but I'd rather him not and then build the statue. Agreed. Well, it seems like, you know, like it, was, it, was, it was very, for like at least a day or most of a day, it almost seemed like it was about, it was, it was almost a done deal. And then just as quickly as all that was happening, it suddenly wasn't. And, you know, that was apparently down to the, to the player and the, 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 the team was, you know, they're, they're scrambling because they're trying to cover off spots due to injury. Um, so there was, there was a bunch of things that sort of, again, happened all at once but sort of overlaying all of this um we're talking about you know like the missing midfielders both osorio and up until recently mark anthony k um like osorio has basically been out of the lineup for you know the better part of a month um after especially well it's it's, it's you know he's finally started talking about it. Cause like the, the team has been kind of vague about it. You know, he was sick. I uh, like injury. Oh, he's dealing with something. And it's been slowly like little bits and pieces have been dripping out, but he actually finally talked about it today. Um, and he says, you know, not just necessarily concussion issues, been talking, dealing with what they call neurological dysfunction. Ooh. Um, for the past few months, which result of the elbow to the head from Shakiri, um, that match uh, in Chicago that saw him, he was out for a couple of matches and they played a little bit, um, but it hasn't played like for the last month. And it seems like he has turned a corner on this. Um, he was training with the team today, actually with the first team. Um, so that is a huge positive. Um, and they're still not necessarily saying the word concussion, which I find interesting. Um, but it is hopeful that he's in a place to, you know, maybe play in one or two of the last games, whether or not he gets named to the Canada squad for September. Um, that's a big question. And I wonder, I feel like they might let him just heal. Um, and then obviously he'll be, he, he, he should be named to the world cup squad. I would, I would imagine. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Um, but like his, his, his absence has been, has been a big deal. Um, and you know, and there's tons of questions around his career, you know, this whole thing with the, uh, the team in Greece, like, because he's, he's at a contract at the end of the season, like, and, and, this is going to be a payer, you know, payer play, you know, like that's not payer play. Doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? They're, he's either, you know, he's looking for money. He's looking for a good contract or he's going to, he's going to leave. I think there's, you know, I think there's a 50, 50 shot that Osorio is not in a Toronto FC uniform next season. I don't like when you talk like this. I know. I don't like when I talk like this either. The why? It doesn't make why, me happy. Why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> um I don't yeah like I I don't I don't know 
obviously i hope he gets better i hope he gets better soon i hope there's no long lasting effects i mean this goes without saying i just want to throw that out there because the following part will seem like oh do, do you not like him i fucking love me some johnny johnny o honestly he's 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 the perfect poster boy mascot for a f- young footballer coming up and breaking into this team and becoming what he's become. If an opportunity presents himself that he gets to go abroad and make some decent cash and play at a higher level, this applies for even the kids that are stuck in the academies and TSC too. Go get it. Go get mm-hmm. it. Honestly, I, I, as, as much as I want to see him play for Toronto forever and ever, amen, I also want to see him expand the legend that is Jonathan Osorio. Not Jonathan Osorio for TFC, but Jonathan Osorio. Yeah. A clutch guy, a guy who's just, who works his ass off, who has literally seen his successors come into the side, try to take his job, and then he outplays them. Each and every time. Now he gets to go to a team and take somebody's job. That's to be the legend of job. Sorry, a guy who's just. How do you not want this guy on your team? I would want him on my team. Any team I build. I would I would be like, is he available? Is he available? I don't even care. I could be the manager of a massive club or a tiny club. Is Jonathan Sorry available? Can we get him? He's he's a rock and. I'd like him to, I'd like him to flex that that on a on a bigger scale on a bigger stage. So mm-hmm. it's all part of my uh, slow but very methodical plan for world football domination in Canada is that we send them out one at a time to fuck some shit up. <laughs> so it's it's kind of working. It's kind of happening right now. But let's just okay. Now let's send another one. Yeah, I'd be very curious to see, uh, uh, from a purely Canadian football um, standpoint and from seeing him play only, you know, at TFC from mm-hmm. as a youth, I'd be interested to just watch him play at, at another, in another league, another, maybe a different level. I, I'm not sure. I, I think level wise, he'll. I'm not sure he's going to move up a level from the com- competition level of MLS. Like, uh, I, I mean, you know, Panathinaikos is a good club. We get to play European competition, so that's yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, if it happens to be them, it'd be interesting to see if he could. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage the rest of the Greek, you know, league. It's uh, I don't know. Would you consider it on par MLS? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Greek league. Don't watch enough to. I know oh. it's got. Well, I know Tony. a lot of those leagues got the two or three big clubs and then yeah uh, yeah like i'm the same as you i don't really have a good read on it well yeah. tony if you if you consider the caliber of their officiating it must be a better league <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i mean well, i, I kind of like to see him go to a club where we could get to see more matches easily that's a bit selfish but anyway for him yeah i'd be, be curious to see him at another level play and just to see if he excelled or if his, you know, he's kind of stayed at that level, it's probably the time for him to move. It's kind of, it feels like it's either the time for him to move now to the, to another challenge or just kind of like see out his career at TFC kind of thing. 
and you know either either or, there's not really a wrong answer yeah no no i i do think i feel like if he's going to if he's going to like make the move though like the, like this is this this is well obviously this is it. he's 30 years old um and it's whether or not um tfc try to snap him up right at the end of the season or he waits until the world cup is over to maybe display himself on the world stage yeah i mean and go why not why not and, why oh not no exactly head? like i if i was him unless he's well, I mean, again unless toronto is going to throw boatloads of money at him again and he's already he makes a decent he makes a decent amount of money for toronto right but hmm. what is he making like a million isn't is, yeah he's making over a million now um but yeah no if i think i'm gonna go you know put on a show at the world cup um, regardless of how Canada does, then. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, listen, he's probably trying to go to most likely to a European club. Yeah. So their transfer window doesn't open until January anyway. Why wouldn't he take the chance at upping his value with a couple of, you know, standout uh, moments at the World Cup? Exactly. And, so and no, that just, no, he's rushing it. No, and it just makes sense. Like, I... And I would understand. I would not fault the player for doing that. I wouldn't fault any player for doing that if they think they can, you know, again, yeah, add add another, you know, another line to their resume. Um, so to speak. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, one good match is the, sometimes the difference when when people are clamoring for new talent. One good match is the difference between, you know, going a couple steps up in league or you know. Uh, you know, size of the club you end up going to. So he just has said, you know, you think, you think of guys who've had like a good world cup and suddenly like got a big transfer to some club. And even if it didn't work out, you know, that's all it took. So not that I'm saying that's what it kind of hoped for him, but you know, you just need something with that stage. You just need to show it a little bit and someone's going to take notice. Exactly. All right. Um, New player, another one. What? So this is this this is great. So so Toronto and and you know Toronto does this all the time, right? They they sign uh, academy kids to first team contracts. Um, it has happened more and more in the last few years, and often they they actually mean it, you know. Uh, and and this year, they seem to get to play. So that's been kind of fun. Um, Toronto's obviously been struggling to consistently score goals uh, and from anybody that has striker uh, next to their name as a position. And so one of the Academy kids, uh, come on down, Hugo Mbongu, um, 18 years old, uh, signed to a first team contract through 2025. This is uh he signed with TFC two, you know, his first actual pro- pro- professional contract uh, in May. Uh, four goals, five assists, and fourteen appearances, eleven starts. Not too shabby. Okay. Um, he's been playing uh, for the TFC Academy uh, for several years. U fifteen, U sixteen. Yeah, for for the last uh, yeah four years since he was since he was just a wee in. Um, he's from Toronto local boy that's always nice and uh has played for the canada u20 side um 
So he's been, you know, he's in the national program. So that's kind of nice. Um, yeah. So congratulations. But the thing I want to, you know, we'll see if he gets some time this weekend. Um, but the thing that I thought was funny is that there was two releases on, on the same day. So this all, this all happened, uh, on Tuesday and, uh, first thing in the morning was like a, a news release saying that, um, they, they, so they, they sort of did them backwards. So like the club had loaned him to the baby back to the baby reds, uh, for their match, uh, against um the miami vicelets but then later on that day they were like oh no we've signed he's he's got it we signed him he's ours he's ours he's just it's just a very interesting sort of like flip-flopping of information about what came out when um but you know congratulations to him that's always exciting um he became he becomes the 31st player 31st player in club history to sign for the first team from the academy. Well done. Indeed. I wonder I should one of these days I should go and look it up or I could ask a friend of the show, Martin. Um uh appearances, average number of appearances of the mm. There we go. Yeah. I'd like to do a, a big "Where Are They Now?" show on uh, all the guys who came out of Academy would be an interesting exercise. Also, yes, absolutely. I, I got a feeling we could probably do 30, 31 parts on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no, it's not okay. Congratulations, Hugo. Legit. Congratulations. I love this. I love Academy kids coming up. That being said, we haven't exactly been smashing in it when it comes to making them stay or having them stay or having a regular place on the squad. So um, forgive me for my lack of overwhelming enthusiasm for the state of uh, trajectory. But with everything, I always kind of secretly hope that maybe this time it'll be different. So uh, good luck getting some time in the first team <laughs> where we weirdly have a glut of forwards. But they all suck, apparently. There's I don't know. A glut of forwards. When the fuck did that happen? I don't know. Because um, you, you, you wouldn't know that we have them because apparently they are useless. Well, I don't know useless. I would just say grotesquely underperforming. There we go. But ineffectual. Yeah, like, ineffectual, sure. Uh, yeah, that's that's also accurate. However, I feel that like when when these kids tend to get signed, it's because there's an injury crisis or a pending injury crisis plus international call-up crisis. So there's a spot and we need somebody for the next two to four weeks, which is great. And they get a sub and they get a run out and they amass a whopping 28 minutes over two games. And uh, thank you. That's it. So I, I want this to be different. And it's not because of pessimism. It's because of the pattern. Yeah. The pattern that's before us. The pattern that's been that way since call-up number one. Uh, but fantastic. I mean, I, 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 I await the day where TFC wins the cup with majority homegrowns, which sounds amazing and insane, but that would really be the fantasy 
like for Canadian local football fandom, you can still have DPs. I expect there to be DPs, but to have, you know, say four guys on the starting 11 who are homegrown and four more on the bench who play, who all get regular minutes. That's the kind of pie in the sky I'm at. And maybe this will be the beginning of it as I quietly hope with every congratulations, Hugo. Congratulations, Hugo. All right. A little bit of kid talk, just a little bit. I swear. Um, we talk about this all the time right now. We're going to keep talking about it because once again, more kit releases for other countries going to the World Cup by, by the kit provider that makes Canada's kits. So Nike released um, their kit, their, their stuff today. And, uh, and, and, and Canadian fans, very unhappy. Very unhappy. Because, you know, still no kit for Canada. And, you know, and, and, and you still can't get, like, half the kits in, in like the other sizing, they're just not available, um, which is awful. And um, yeah, yes, it's just bad all around. But the, the every time kits get released for the World Cup, um, the, the renewed, the renewed anchor from segments of the national team fan base is, uh, is something to behold, let me tell you. And, 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 it, and, it, and it goes, it goes, it goes like, across you know men women you know people who work in the industry people who have just started following the team like there's no like one part of this just it's just like people are like what the fuck now having said that i hope they release it i hope they release it in like late december (laughs) after the world cup yeah actually i hope they release it after the world cup too but even canada didn't get to wear it yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Hey guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is the kit we meant to show you. <laughs> Supply chain. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I mean. for like, Christmas. The, the day after Canada gets eliminated. <laughs> New kits. <laughs> um, but if you saw the kits that Nike has provided for the, the countries that they that they yeah. kit out, yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on, satin disco orange. What is that? Why are they doing the Netherlands our, wrong like this? For our English uh, listeners, uh, like a bottle of tango. <laughs> oh, that's so accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, 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 I. It's okay. All right. I'm. I'm perpetually torn by the lack of new Canada kit thing. Because on the one hand, yes, I would like to see a kit. I would love to have had a, some something unique, something special that we could trot out for the first time we've been at a Men's World Cup in 36 years. That would have been lovely. That would have been really chef's kiss. And, and just, you know, a topping on the whole adventure that we've been on. In, instead, this. On the other hand, given the... Is there a word between lackluster and shit? Because that's kind of where it is. It's in between <laughs> lackluster, lackluster and shit that kits that Nike have kind of come out. Like the they usually get the premium AAA fucking treatment from for the United States from Nike, and they are not. All that's, the US ones are they, they, they other than the shiny orange monstrosity, which 
makes me so sad. Um, there, like the U.S. kids. Nike are has, bad. Nike has phoned a lot of it in. Uh, Puma has has completely phoned in so much, like so Croatian much, kids. so so much. Um, really? It's like Adidas. The Croatian ones, memo. yeah. It, I like, like a, I like the Croatian ones. Adidas didn't get the memo of being shit, and they went for it. And like it's so. And sorry, I just have to say so. I, 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 other than this fucking template that they're doing with the with the the wetsuit thing, although the Nigerian kit almost makes it look good, almost, almost. almost. Like, but the the other Nigerian kit is fantastic. Like, fucking love it. Um, and of course they're not going, but I was just like, you know, like they get they get two of the strongest kits in this bunch, um, and they're not going to the World Cup. So make that make sense. Um, <laughs> but this this yeah the 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 this 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 fucking template, um, I hate it so much. Uh, the the you know the one I'm talking about. It's awful. And I also I I you guys I just have the Fran- the France kits. I may never forgive Nike for this. Well, I after the glorious kit that the women are wearing, and that I am very proud to own one. I, Kristen, you know what really, really helps is just not giving them permission, let alone forgiveness. Like, oh my Nike, god, Nike has not been in. Oh god, that orange kit is something special. From the <laughs> it's so bad. All the all the wrong you, reasons. It's you know wonderful, the but it's bad. Watching, you know the designer was watching Gold Member. Oh, fuck <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. God. The skating seed. Oh, that's all. It's in my head now. Oh, they're going to look tight like a tiger. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. They're totally gold member. Yeah, oh, like, no. I, like, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> Nike's just been one of those companies that have, oh, when they want to turn it on, they're, they can really like they're fucking phenomenal but i feel like they they feel i feel like they think it's like a limited resource like you can only have so many good ideas you can only have about eight good ideas per per development cycle and you have to allocate those eight ideas very carefully you can't just keep giving them to barcelona god forbid you know like you gotta you gotta spread them out somehow and it's just like no, that's not how any of this works because you can see a thousand smaller firms crushing it year after year, and then you can also see big firms not fucking it up too. So like, I don't get this. I don't get why, what this ridiculous. I don't even. It's it's not even minimalism. It's just lazy, and it's just bad. And again, like, I there's a small part of me that feels like we've been spared the the indignity of having such a terrible template like that weird raglan cut that's so fucking god i hate it so much it's just, just brutal i've 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 seen way more bad kits than good ones so you like there are obviously exceptions but i haven't seen enough of them to go you know what it's not that bad no it's terrible across the board so like i'm glad I'm weirdly glad that Canada isn't getting one of these fucking layouts on their kits. And it would probably be shit anyway, but like it wouldn't be shit with a shit layout. <laughs> like at least, at least with like the, 
the England kits, they're like, it's a good idea with a shit layout. Like the Dutch scale. Oh man, I low key fucking love the ass off of this thing. It's amazing. I love gold. <laughs> it's it's so, and it's like I don't even think it's like it's not oh. shiny. That's just the print. It's amazing. But but, like, I, but I do like fuck? I do like the Croatian one. The Croatian one is the only one I li- I like. I like both kits. All right, let's I like see. them both. All right, all right. Oh, that you know what? I don't hate the away one. I know. I don't hate the away one. The oh, I know. one. Ah, uh, yeah. They this one's good. I mean, I kind of. Uh, someone on Twitter said, uh, "Isn't Umbro looking at suing uh, uh, for the England away kit?" Does. Oh my god, you're right. It's very 1990. Oh shit, you're so right. Yeah, but it's not. I don't mind the England away kit. I love the, the, England, the England away kit. Is probably that uh, the Croatian away and the Nigeria home, um, or maybe that's Nigeria away. It doesn't matter. Like those are the those are the those are the class of the field for sure. Everything else is pretty much meh to shit. This is this is a really Actually, that is unattractive a World Cup so far. I mean, it really is. I mean, Adidas. I mean, can you imagine some of the kit matchups? Oh my god! I mean, Adidas has fucking absolutely smashed them out of the park with like between Mexico and Japan. Oh, and those jackets! Like, if you haven't seen the reversible jackets, oh my god. I would just consider selling parts go, of my soul for one of those jackets. Go, both, like, both of those jackets. Oh. Like I want I want that Mexican away kit so bad. So if I bad. see it in my size full price, I'm buying it. That cream with the maroon. Oh my god damn. Anyway, it's this yeah. is an ugly World Cup. This is really gonna be an ugly ass World Cup. Football probably be good, but it's not gonna look pretty like in still images because these kits are shit. Um I like that I like that Portugal went with uh you know, we have rulers. Oh, that, <laughs> that, sorry, that, I forgot. I forgot all about that. The the diagonal. Yeah, but then the even the way one has like the looks like a like a you know sliding bar across the. Yeah, middle. it totally does. Like it's got a secret compartment. Have I seen. I. And I and notice it? notice the American uh, away one. No Nike logo on the chest, but one on each arm. Yeah, it's bloody bizarre. Also, I don't. What is that? I, 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 is it like tie? Is that like like blackout tie dye or something? A blue out tie dye? I guess. I, I do like the. If you haven't seen the Portugal home kit, it's uh, uh, imagine if you will. Um, what if Monaco decided to go green instead of white? That's kind of what it looks like. It's it's mm. a diagonal half and half, where the bottom half is green, the top half. Is, I actually really fucking dig this. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Do. I think it's stupid. I mean, it also, also too. If you told me this was a warm-up shirt, I'd go, "Yeah, it's a nice warm-up shirt too." Like, it's, I just like it because it's it's wacky but normal. Like, it's not it's not super like we had crazy ideas. Like, like I mean, the Portuguese those are the colors of the Portuguese flag. Like, they're right there. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Brazil um, away looks like some kind of non-union superhero named like Panteros. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, absolutely. The away one, I do like the black trim on it, but you're right. It's yeah, the black trim is nice. Yes. It, anyway, um, okay. So this is this is, I will say that this Portugal home and away kit would be that that rando exception that oh, it kind of works, but also it doesn't really take advantage of that 
shitty raglan kit this went on way longer this kit thing and I'm oh like, so much longer yeah 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 so I, I don't know why i do this um yeah uh, no but like the the i i don't hate the portugal home in a way usually one of them's decent the other one's awful and i kind of like both um, I don't know. The green shorts straight out of the bottom of of the Portugal. Oh, it just looks like the green shorts. It, it looks like a long it, tunic. It's well, just weird. Like, it just looks like they were dipped in mint sauce, but yes, not the whole way. Exactly. I don't like it at all. But again, I also I also I'm getting like revulsion just by who's who's in the picture. So that's coloring all of it for me as well. So fine. Sorry, disco disco tangerine wins it for me. <laughs> Oh. I love gore. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Um, speaking of kits, go on. We're gonna we're just gonna do we're gonna just do the top five. That's all oh, we're gonna do. Okay. Here. Um. Okay. So one of the things that MLS does is torture us with with their kits. Um. But it's 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 one of the things that they you know they push constantly. Obviously, there's Jersey Week and this and that, and there's all those twelve thousand alternative jerseys and. So on and so forth. Don't but, forget the really tacky commercials of super cool model people who'd never be caught dead at a soccer game. Oh my god! Seriously. Um, but obviously, it's all about the money, um, and MLS makes a lot of money for certain jerseys and certain clubs. Actually, you know, this 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 actually helps their coffers. Um, so the other day. They released the 25 top selling jerseys of 2022. Mm-hmm. And the top five, um, I would say one, maybe two is a surprise. Hmm. But I'm going to ask for your guesses, well, gentlemen. I, I, I know I, you I, know. I Tony, have a list. I'm going so, to ask so for you. The, the ask is Tony. Yes. Yeah. Who do you think the top five are? Who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think that? Who do you think the top like player players? Is? Players? Uh, like player and okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. These aren't just yeah, not teams. This is this is player jerseys. All right. Uh, Gareth Bale. Number one, baby. Bing. Three Bing. months. Three months in the league. Less yeah, than three months in the league, and he is the number um, one selling jersey in the league for the year. Hmm. Chicharito. Bing. Number four. Number four. Oh, okay. Shoot. Um. Oh, who would wear like uh, Higuain in Miami? Maybe <laughs> no, not even in the top ten. Okay, um, I, would, I just thought a lot of Miami people. Yeah. Would oh no, I know. I I would have I would have thrown that out there as well. Actually, Bella? not even in the top twenty-five. Fellas, number three. Oh, okay. Bing. All right, I haven't done too bad. No. Um, and I honestly don't. I, I honestly did not look at this. Um. Wow. Two more. Eh. That's gonna be a struggle for me. Um, hmm. I will give you a hint for one of them. All right. Recently caused problems for TFC over the space of two matches. That could literally be a hundred kits. Yeah, that's not a good hint. That's a terrible. Well, the the, the hint I want to give is a pun, which gives it away instantly. Hint. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we. Okay. Well, they're both. They're both designated players. One just one is new. One's All been right. here a while. Uh, um, speaking. Is Joseph Mar- Martinez one? Yes, that's number five. That's five. All right. Damn. So number two. All right. Newer to the new to the league. Um yeah. screwed TFC over. Olaf Melberg. 
no, no, the league screwed him over. Oh. Um, uh, wow. That was a massive hint, by the way. Was it? Uh, yeah. I'll I'll dispute the massive Just, part of it. Okay. I, hey, come on. It's 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 there. It's there. Fox. Yes. Thank you. Is it really? Yes. yes. Oh, that's second. amazing. He's second. That's amazing. That's great. Right. So, um, just a, a side bet. Uh, they, 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 there's another article that's got the top two players from each team. Oh. Um, Toronto TFCs. Insigne uh, and Berendowski. No. Insigne, Insigne and Osorio. Uh, yeah, Tony's got it. Really? Also second, which I was very, very, very happy to see. That's great. But I suspect Bernadeschi kits are going to be flying after the last couple of weeks. No fucking kidding. I know, um, that's a lot of letters. And Insigne, Insigne was the Toronto FC player that made the top 25. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. And um, I uh, just, the only, so I was, I was kind of going through this, uh, the list, uh, uh, things that kind of amused me um, seeing uh, uh, Ola Kamara, as the number two seller for DC United, uh, 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 Diego Fagundes number two for Austin. Watch your mouth. Amazing! I That's know, hilarious. Um, and uh, Cincinnati number one, Luciano Acosta mm. number two. Really? Number Nick two, Hagland. Nick Hagland. Yes, the slamming salmon. Slamming salmon. Number two, uh, he no longer has the luscious flowing locks. He uh, he chopped off his hair for charity. Yeah, what a like, legend! Buzzed it right down. Uh, Montre- Montreal, Payette, and uh, Mihalovic. Mihalovic, really? and really? Uh, for Vancouver, Cavallini and Cavallini and Gold. Huh. Okay, that, that that doesn't that one doesn't surprise me, but I, I'm a little surprised for Montreal. Um, yeah. And everything else, either I just. Not as amusing, yeah, or interesting. Cool though. So well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, there you go. Top top kick. Who's uh, who's Galaxy's other one other than Chicharito? Uh, oh, uh, Costa Douglas Costa. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that makes sense actually. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. I, I'm very proud of myself. You did very well. I'm proud, proud of you too. too. Plus, I get to say fucks. <laughs> it's always good when you get to swear. Um, yeah, because because that never happens on this show. No, no, it doesn't. No, you're fucking right. What's coming up? All right, we have a couple things to talk about before we close out the show. Um, so, Campial, as we were saying, you know, it's top five. Almost anything can happen in terms of who ends up in the top four and what position uh, they end up in. Currently, Pacific still on the outside looking in um, after only getting a draw against the Outletti last weekend. So the big match this weekend um, is Sunday night. Uh, Aquaman Sunday, Sunday, ho- Sunday. Indeed. Aquaman hosting the Handies. Uh, so if you have any home, 8 o'clock, that is the match that you want to watch because, you know, has all sorts of permutations. And plus, again, Aquaman struggling to regain their early season form um, and very determined to the very least get into a playoff position. I don't think they're, I don't, I well, every team probably still has designs on the top spot, but this is, 
this is you know their path but there's been you know obviously some big matches between both teams Hamilton also has not exactly been you know lighting it up but they've had a strong enough season that they are currently in second and still within striking distance of first right like that's the way this this these top teams in the CAMPL have been um and they've got players returning from injury so it should be a great match one way or another I'm expecting uh, a Duncan special for this one actually Oh, yeah. Get you hammered on that one. <laughs> and then, uh, as we mentioned earlier, TFC 2, their final match of the regular season um, is on Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, uh, as both the senior team and the junior team have traveled to Orlando, or, well, will have traveled, um, will be traveling to Orlando. Um, TFC plays on Saturday night. Uh, junior Reds play Sunday afternoon. So a win, season stay above the line. A draw will also suffice as long as goal differential is the decider. Um, because I don't remember who it is. I think it might be uh, the Little Rats. Um, oh. Who, if they win, I know I have to work on it. Um, no, they're, they're cute, the Little Rats. Rats. Uh, if they win, they tie them on points, but they have the worst goal differential. So assuming that's how it works, because to me, that's just logical. Um, Junior Red's still in. So hopefully it all works out. Cause it'd be very exciting to finally have uh, the junior team into the, into their postseason after sort of years of, it's just kind of depressing futility, regardless of the quality of the squad. You know, you know, they keep getting pillaged for the first team or they lose their coaches three times in one. Like, it's just, I would love to see them get, you know, revenge. another level. Revenge, just anything, you know, just get to do something. Bloodshed. <laughs> and... Uh, trying to see also, like I said, in Orlando. So both teams, you know, a little road trip. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing like some, some, some bonding between the squads. Everyone's just gonna, they're just gonna have fun. They're just gonna have fun this weekend. It's gonna be lovely. Um, Orlando, as uh, Mark mentioned, is uh, currently in a playoff position. They're in fifth place. Uh, they have a terrible defense, though terrible defense they they have a they have a not great goal differential um now not as bad as toronto's because nobody's is <laughs> has anybody conceded more goals than toronto this season only one team only one team in sorry i lied two teams in all of mls have conceded more goals than toronto this season would you like to guess which two teams have currently conceded more goals than toronto fc this season i hope one of them isn't dc united one of them is DC United. We want his keeper. We want their keeper, though. That's just. He, I know. I, I, I know. It seems like it seems not good. It seems but. not good. Uh, would you like to guess what the other team is? It's a Western Conference team. I'll give you that much. And it's not Vancouver. San Jose. Yep. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I forgot how garbage those guys are. I'm on yeah. fire today. You really are. It sounds like I watched this league inside out. I know. <laughs> what do you do when you're not here? I'm very curious now. Buddy, um, read, I read the big book of Major League Soccer, obviously. Obviously. Um, 
but Orlando's got uh, they have a decent home record. Um, they but what's interesting is that it's uh, it's either win or lose. That's it. No draws at home, which I find fascinating. Um, so yes, so that is that is their uh, that is their opponent on Saturday night, seven thirty. Um, I think TFC still has the the overall. You know, they've done better against um, through the years. And they won their last match, but that was, oh no, that's, that's not true. They lost their last match way back in May. Um, so yeah, Orlando sort of had it over Toronto over the last couple of years in terms of coming out on top. So yeah. um, obviously Toronto needs to win if they have any of Mark's mathematical hopes in hell at advancing. Math. Uh, But uh, let's let's move directly into players to watch from uh, Will Will's favorite team, Orlando. Hi, Will. Hi, Will. We hope, we hope your team loses. Happy birthday, buddy! Happy belated birthday. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Bear Junior. Um, <laughs> I knew you were because <laughs> that is way too much fun not to fucking do every time we play Orlando. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's 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 Junior Urso, and for those for for the one new listener we might have had since the last time I did this joke, I did a translation <laughs> of Urso into like I think it was from English uh, Latin to English, and it literally had bear with an exclamation point at the end, which <laughs> is so why great. it's bear. <laughs> so yeah, bear Junior. Sorry, bear Junior. <laughs> Um, for what better belated birthday present to our Orlando city supporting friend than saying Joey Desart? Oh, he's only played one game. Yeah, watch him. Okay. He's ready. He's rested. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I could. I hope he is. He played both minutes by the looks of it. That's right. Oh. Two minutes, one sub. Magical. Listen, they, listen, they, I, every I'm, minute was a thing of pure magic. Listen, I'm on an MLS streak that will I will never repeat in this episode. <laughs> I've got I have got more right. Oh my god, watch this, this guy start or something. I have yeah. got more right about this league today in this hour and a half than I have probably in all the years we've done this show. You're right, right so, that pony into the sunset. Yeah. So look out. Get, get, the fuck get, get, your, get your money down to daddy power and put it all on Joey. Oh, Dizzo. God. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to not do the. I'm just going to go Teshwak and Delhi because that's what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm sorry for the goal he's going to score, even though he's only got two goals on the season and no assists. But anyway, I'm picking Teshwak. So there. Brave. I know. Foolish. <sighs> it doesn't matter. I'll be at a concert, so I won't know that he's done terrible things uh, until later on. I, I, well, he's I'm not going to commit war crimes. 
<laughs> from the notifications I get sometimes, it seems as though they have, or at least I have. So who knows? Um, You're committing okay. war crimes? <laughs> no. Kristen? Yeah, regularly. Oh, sorry. My bad. I should have known better. You're right. But she makes, the, she makes the trains run on time, though. So she's all right. <gasps> Tony Walsh, you take what? that. It's mean. You like, you like public transport? I love public transit. It's for the people. I'm very fond of trains. There you go. So you'd rather me make, say, claim you make trains run late? I'd rather you not call me a fascist. Well, I'm not a fascist. He was a fascist. What are you talking about? He was horrible. I, I'm not saying you're Mussolini. I believe I'm you sure. just compared me to you. Alluded. I, I'm sure. I'm sure a war criminal on the far left, like yourself, could also make the trains run properly. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm so glad you're back. Welcome back. Since, since I've really missed you so much. Yeah. 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 Duncan's back next week, right? Oh God. Um, Presuming okay. regular service. God damn it. What the fuck have you done? What did I do nine years ago when I thought? Um, all right. You, you Predictions. To a terrible idea. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was me who suggested it, but whatever. Um, she took credit. For you know what? Fuck it. Three nil Toronto. They're gonna, make, they're gonna make a run for this. But in one of the other games, one of those three spots will be will be solidified. Okay. Not all of them, just one. Okay. So, so the thin, thin sliver of hope will still be intact. Okay. That's how we that's 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 how we like it. One one. Two two. You guys are I don't I don't I know. I know. We're, we're 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 hope killers. We're just. we're joyless. I know. You guys are just okay. Okay. Sorry. Joey does Joey does art score them both. Okay, that's funny. Okay, now that 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 actually would be hilarious. Okay. All right. Well, on that, and that is our show for this week. Uh, please join us next week when we hope we look back at a triumphant TFC two heading into their first ever playoffs. Um, hopefully just for shiggles for two more matches, keep the math alive that Mark's prediction is more accurate than Tony or mine. Um, we'll talk about the, uh, Canadian men's national team squad for the September friendlies uh, because that's being released the day after we recorded instead of the day of. So yeah, we'll talk about that next week after everyone's talked it to death. It'll be fun. And whatever else tickles our fancy in the world of football. I have been joined by two of our three usual other panelists to be found out there on the Twitters at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Goodbye. Out on the tweet machines at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to everybody who continuously to support our little podcast via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. We have shirts. They are on our Zazzle shop. You can find the link on our website. Um, also, thank you to those of you who have been uh, quietly creeping up the numbers on our subscription mm-hmm. uh, list on YouTube. We, uh, we, we see you. Thank you so much. And some of you are watching. That's cool. I mean, I'm not mad at that, but it's just we got 
you know, like you're probably listening to this not on YouTube, but you went anyway, doesn't matter. However you get it, as long as you enjoy it. And uh, if anybody's missing the music, I'm still making the playlist because I'm a nerd. So uh, if you go to the show uh, post on our on our website, vocalminority.ca, you can see whatever songs I thought I might have put in here until, you know, fucking lawyers got involved. So anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, wait until we get the puppets done for the YouTube recording. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Oh, the so Duncan puppet. The Duncan puppet would the be Duncan, that bad. The Duncan puppet would just be gray, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here yet. <laughs> he probably won't listen. No. Um, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet. I have been your host, uh, Christian Knowles. Uh, and until next week, Canada, get used to it. I, you know what? I think I'm Welsh now because I would walk through fire for Michael Sheen. So yes. uh, I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to our show. Yes. <laughs> Give him some sugar. Oh my God. It was fucking epic. I love him so much. He's so great. He's Brian Clough. Yes. Yes, he is. He's my Brian Clough now. <laughs> He's whoever he wants to be. God damn it. <laughs> I always go straight to the sound booth and I grab a spot right in front of the sound oh, booth. That's because I can, I can lean, yep. I can hang shit. Yep. I can like, it's on a slight incline. So I am short. I have a little bit of an advantage for most shows every now and again, the really crowded ones. And then you obviously get, I always almost always get some tall asshole who just stands in front of me no matter what. But oh, um, tall, tall asshole is the worst. They're, they're the absolute worst, you know. Strangest shape shits. <laughs> doctor says I've got a bit of a... a bit tall of a asshole? <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, man. When's the uh, surgery? Um, uh, it, it went long. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. His shits, are like, his shits are like eight and a half by 11s. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's it's all portrait. It's all yeah. portrait. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>